0: Okay, Okay. welcome back, welcome back, and um, thank you, thank you, welcome back. Um, as we said earlier on, it's just uh, fantastic to have all of you wonderful people here, but it it, it is quite amazing to have, a, I've had a TD on stage with us, and now having two ministers uh, with us on stage, but uh, we are going to talk to them as human beings first, and then we're going to talk to them as... Uh, as politicians, so uh, please welcome uh, Simon Harris, Stephen Donnelly, and we get Rachel back as well, please. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna go for the late late show gig, but I think i am go for the prime time gig. <laughs> okay, well, let's see how this goes. Uh, <laughs> what's your microphone? So you know everybody here. Um, so we had a conversation. I met both Stephen and Simon. In the community, as uh, uh, people in the community, and that's really what I want to start. There was a few things, a few few stats out of the the questionnaire that was sent around, and it's really interesting stuff. The language I, th- I thought was really really fascinating. Now I know you had a brief uh, chance to look at it. You know, you're both very busy. And uh, actually, I met Stephen, my last gig, here, I said, "I haven't seen you around for a while. Have you been busy?" <laughs> to which he said, "Yeah." You've been busy, right? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. But again as a parent, let's start with that. I'll start from Steven just because it's closer to me. As a parent, having heard everything in the first half and having seen some of the the things uh, from the questionnaire, what's what's the first thing and again you have a nice spread of, of age group. Tell us a bit about your feeling as a parent.
1: I think, um, so I have an 8-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 14-year-old, which I I guess gives you some insight just at a family level. I I, I think what I was really struck by is is something that Brezzi said, which is there's something going on that we need to understand, and and we don't. Um, There's never been as much resource in place for mental health right? Youth mental health, adult mental health, there's never been anything like the level of resource in place. It's never been as normal a thing to talk about. I mean, when I was growing up, I was just talking to someone at the side of the stage there. We didn't have the vocabulary of mental health at all. And it's it's becoming much more normal in a really healthy way to talk about mental health. so there's a lot of there's a lot of good things happening in terms of becoming normal. Younger people have a vocabulary for mental health that I, I certainly never had, st- still don't have. I can't talk as fluently about mental health uh, as my own children or as young people today can. Um, there's there's never been as much resource. Not that there isn't much more needed. There is, but but as a starting point, there's never been as much, uh, and yet demand is outstripping the resources being put in. Right, so. If you take CAMS, which is for very few, it, it, CAMS is only for 2%, the most acute 2% of, of uh, young people with uh, uh, mental health issues, between 2020 and 2021, so we really ramped up provision during COVID, the number of children seen went up by more than 20%, which for any healthcare service is incredible. To be able to increase the service by 20% in one year in 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 non-COVID times is an incredible thing to do. Demand went up 33% in mm. one year. So so as Brezzy alluded to, there is a... I'm not a clinician, so please take this as... This is not a clinical view, obviously, but we're clearly seeing a post-COVID mm. uh, issue. And Rachel and I have talked about it at length in the context of this, and I've spoken with parents, with other mums and dads about it in, in, in the community here, there is clearly a post-COVID thing going on. But actually, my own, again, non-clinical view is that there is something profoundly disruptive and damaging associated with social media, mobile phones, and, 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 and certain types of internet access. And we're learning more and more about this. And when I talk to mums and dads in the area, and they say, my child is really struggling. And maybe it's mild or acute. Mm-hmm. Maybe that maybe it's anxiety about going into school or socializing or playing a football match or whatever it may be. But right up to some really serious stuff um, that mums and dads are dealing with in our community here. Um, a lot of the conversation goes back to well they started getting uh, fed all of this eating disorder stuff on social media or they started getting fed all of this um you know body dysmorphia stuff or they started getting fed all of this graphic violence or or conspiracy theories or uh, pornography or gateways to pornography and and we, we need to understand the recommender systems much better uh we need to understand on social media The the algorithms that promote content, they promote negative content. They promote aggression and violence and hatred. We know that. Mm -hmm. We've had testimony in the US Congress on this from Facebook. We know it's happening. Um, In the world that Simon and I and Jennifer live in, the political sphere, you can see it, and you can feel it. Mm -hmm. One of the things you spend a lot of time doing as a politician is listening to people. Mm -hmm. And you can feel it. There is a level of... Anger that was never there before. If you take, um, I don't mean to pick on any particular forum, but if you take community forums, mm-hmm. be they in, in Bray or Wicklow Town or Greystones or Kilcool, or Delgany, there's a level of people attacking each other that just never existed before. Mm-hmm. People never used to speak to each other like this mm-hmm. before. It's become kind of normalized for people to say horrific mm-hmm. things to each other. In our own community, I remember one day. Now I'm a politician, so it is different. I remember one day there's a guy, who's a guy in the town. Uh, he put up. Uh, there was someone was given out about me, and that's fine. <laughs> we're, we're fair game, right? But he put up a photograph of a noose, which is only one connotation, and it got a load of likes. Yeah. Like things like that, just never used to happen before. So we as adults are involved in role modeling something new and profoundly negative that that is completely new in our society and deeply un-Irish. We're a very decent people. You know, we're a very kind of a mild-mannered people. We get on with each other. So this has happened. Our kids can see all of this. And they're now dealing with their own version of this. And it's being fed to them. And the way the recommender systems work is You know, if a fourteen-year-old girl clicks, shows any interest in a like or a share or anything about something that could be linked to diet or being thin or anorexia or any of that eating disorder stuff, they they start getting bombarded with it, Mm -hmm. and it's causing real damage, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's the thing I was most struck by as a as a parent and. as in my job as Minister for health is listening to Rachel Rachel and I have just been discussing all of this for for, for a long time and uh, obviously I talk you know we talk mm-hmm. to people in the community um, a, a, a lot and it, it was what brezi said in terms of something has changed mm-hmm. and whilst I fully agree in terms of early intervention actually the earlier the, the, the intervention that is earlier than early treatment mm. is actually getting our get, getting ahead of the social media platforms and the recommender systems mm. and, and doing something about that. Because I think, if, I think if we don't do that, I was very struck by his commentary on the, the, the amygdala and the fact that people are now, young people are now in this kind of perpetual fight or flight, mm. which causes immense stress, physical and mental stress and anxiety and all, 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 all sorts of stuff. We've actually got to figure that bit out. Do you know? And 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 then just finally, like, we we have the great privilege of living in a in an extraordinarily in an amazing community. You know, we have every single school in our community is an amazing school. Um, You know, it's interesting talking to TDs in some other constituencies where there's fights with parents to get into particular schools. In Greystones, that's never been the case. This everyone thinks all the schools are brilliant. All the primary schools, all the secondary schools are brilliant. We have sporting facilities. We have mountains and the sea, right? Mm-hmm. We have all of this stuff. And yet, in our own community, the work that Rachel has done, the, the, the surveys, the principals here who we've been talking to will all tell us that there is something going on and the level of anxiety and mental health concerns and pressure mm-hmm. is rising and rising. So I think that's the biggest thing for me, listening to this, listening to the, the, the survey results, is We've got to get behind the curtain mm. in terms of these systems, and and really start protecting our children. Now, this isn't an Irish issue; this is a global issue, uh, in a way that, that that hasn't happened, and I just think is profoundly important and urgent. Very good. Uh,
0: it's interesting because uh, me Irish are world champion storytelling, right? The storytelling is born here and still is one of the. But we, we're losing dash, and actually, I was saying to Simon upstairs that one of the articles I read, and I forget the name of the uh, the, the journalist, uh, but he talked about it, mobile phones, oh, smartphones. Actually, that's what they're called now because they're smarter than us. Smartphones should come with a warning; mm. This could be damaging to your mental. health. That was a fantastic article, and it was about this, and uh, and I agree with you, uh, Stephen. But Simon, what do you think uh, in terms of your kids are a little bit smaller? So you have a bit of time to to prevent whatever's going on. As a parent, what do you think?
2: Yeah, well, I actually don't. I actually don't even know if that's fully true. Um, so I have a four and a half year old girl, and then I have a, an eighteen month old son. And the most frightening thing I think any parent can experience is your child having a meltdown or seeing an anxious child or not knowing what to do. And I think it's happening earlier and earlier and earlier. I remember after the lifting of, of lockdowns. I mean my my children were kind of kind of lockdown children in a way, right? So I mean they were all born just kind of just after the pandemic and and probably were kind of stuck with my myself and my wife as, as, as their only company uh for quite a lot of it. And I remember bringing my daughter to the playground in Greystones and nearly having to kinda of get her to talk to the other children. she talked to adults at great lengths, but these children were really like alien concepts, right? And then as a parent desperately trying to kind of throw your child into every extracurricular activity you can find to actually get them mixing again and reintroducing. So they're they're growing up in a really, really weird uh, and difficult time. But I think what I'm taking from this evening is that, I mean, we're not powerless as a community. And I was sitting up there desperately trying to, wish I had a pen and paper to write down every tip Rezzy was saying for, for some, when some child <laughs> starts screaming at me at 6 o'clock in the morning to remember breathe or do this. You know, but like, even, even, even tonight when we come together, we can learn practical things that we can actually do to help each other. And I mean, that's the reason I wanted to be here tonight, is not to, I don't mean this flippantly, but not to kind of boil the ocean, right? Uh, and we have lots of jobs to do in government and we take that terribly seriously. But actually here in the community, and I think this is the beauty of this initiative, there are really practical things we can do. I mean, we can work together, we can get the money, we can have a play therapist for our schools in Graysons and Delgany for September. Uh, you know, we can have the rollout, as the principals have done, of the team a month, um, where we can actually make sure that it's not just the schools, but actually whether you're the sports clubs, whether you're the business, whether you're the parent, that you are picking up the tips for your child on that particular issue. So there are really practical things we can do. And just the only other reflection that I have, we just have to be really careful that we don't reduce the conversation about mental health to mental illness. Um, because if we do, I think we've kind of missed the point. Obviously, we have, to, we have to support people when they go through mental health difficulties. And that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very particular conversation and a very serious one. But we also have to recognise that every single one of our children, and every single one of us, has a mental health. And what are we actually going to do to try and support our children at this challenging time that they've lived through and are living through uh, in terms of protecting their own mental health? And I thought the two, the two girls that we heard from t- tonight in Greystones Community College were a really practical example of that, aware of skills that they had, aware of worries that they had, and wanting to ha- work to overcome those worries. So I, I, like Greystones can be the first town in Ireland to say, and Delgany, To say,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: he's looking for bo- he's looking for votes. He's looking for votes. <laughs> Sorry, what? did I say that loud? Sorry, well,
2: yeah. well, I, am, I am. from Graces, but I live in Delgany. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, 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 serious place again but, <laughs> it's okay but you can we, be you we, can be we, yourself we, but we can't we can't we can't actually be the first community to be a well-being community like we, we we live in a country where some towns have decided they want to be some i saw i was watching a program on nationwide or something i think about a, a town in west cork that wanted to become a carbon zero town and they did it i know other towns are saying we'd like to do that there's been autism friendly towns like we in Greystones and Delgany can say we want to actually be a well-being town we want to prioritize mental health and well-being ourselves and all of us are here tonight to not say you must do this or yeah, you must exactly. do that, but every single one of us can actually do something. And if we do do that, I think we can actually crack it. And I think other towns around the country will start to say, geez, look what they're doing here, and why can't we do this? well?" And that is the most positive, basic thing uh, we can do to begin to try and turn the tide.
0: Thanks, Simon. Rachel, I'm going to skip you for a second just because I don't get to talk to ministers every day. Uh, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. No, but I will ask you something in a minute. <laughs> no, but it, this is an important point because uh, uh, mental health, well being, I, I said well being at the beginning of this, and I do believe it's well being. It's a well being. And, and Simon mentioned the possibility of getting the, the grants for, oh, whatever they are, the funding, the grants. I don't know. I don't know enough about politics to go into the details, which is probably saves you a lot of hassle trying to answer my question. But if we get it, if we, let's say we get these therapists or therapists that are required and I know you know, you, you both have a lot on your plates and it's constantly, you know, that we need more money, We there's budgets, the budgets, it's, it's it's seem to be never ending, the their demand, but again I want to go back to you as part of our community, you know, we get the therapists, do you, first of all, do you feel it would be of help to your children before anything else, would to have or the, the teachers of your of your of your your t- children,
1: would you feel that is, a, is an important step? I, I think it could be useful for 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 all children. Um. I do, yeah. So Rachel and I talked about this and talked about possible funding mechanisms for it. We're working on it. Um. The first thing that was pointed out to me is actually there is a there is a a pilot starting. There's 5 million euro allocated for this year. And uh, I would encourage all of the Greystone schools to apply to be part of that, because that's one of the ways to, um, to, to hook into some of this, right? So there's, go- there's a pilot happening. And there's a bunch of healthcare professionals are going to be um, um, provided for the schools to try things. And, and what I really like about th- this proposal <coughs> is there's a lot of things I like about it, but it's a pilot. And I think we have to do this. You know, we, we have to try things. We'll get some of it right. Some of it won't work. Uh, and that's absolutely fine. And what I would like to see is lots of these things going on. Mm. You know, this pilot in this community, another different approach taken in Bray, a different approach taken in Blessington, wherever. And and, and figure out what works. Figure out what works. Because we we won't get it all right. Mm. And different things will work in different places. Um, so yeah. I, I I think it would be a benefit. Um, the department officials don't know this yet, but Rachel and I will be meeting them shortly. <laughs> shortly, uh, in the Department of Health uh, with Mary Butler. So Mary, she's the Minister of State for Mental Health, and uh, she and I have been talking about this this uh, this project and how 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 we make it work. It's kind of a it's a bit of a labyrinth. You have to you have to you, you have to navigate. My my own view is I I we should do it my own view is that we should be supporting pilots like this all over the place. You know? And I think what's particularly strong about this is not so much putting a play therapist uh, and you know, mental health professionals into, into schools. There's, there, there, there's nothing kind of earth shatteringly new about that. And that's what's happening around the place. I think what I really like about this project is first and foremost that Rachel is behind us and is an absolute powerhouse, so good things are kind of guaranteed to happen. Have you been getting many phone calls like I have? I've had quite a few from Rachel, yeah. Um, but what I really like about this is the, the philosophy is community. Yeah. You know, the whole, the, whole the, 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 the strap line is it takes a village. And I think that's so important because, as the previous panel were saying, there is no there is no one answer to any of this stuff. But if we, if we take a, a community approach to all of this and we kind of work together in whatever ways we can, then, I, then I, I think that's kind of the secret sauce to this. That's what excites me about this approach, is it's not just about saying we're going to send mental health professionals in to work with kids or to support teachers. It's about saying, hang on a second. This is, this, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. And one of the interventions is that, but there's there's yeah. there's lots of other ones as well and Rachel was talking about the talks going on in the mm-hmm. schools um, as well and the different events so that's what I really like about this is it's a very community based um, approach which I think ultimately is if anything is going to work,
3: yeah.
1: I think it's a it, it is that that philosophy
0: yeah and if I could just say one thing before you Simon. It's great. I'm I'm in control. Uh, (laughs) The the, the talks that uh, that, uh, Rachel is talking about, they are going to be interactive. They are going to be workshops, They are going to be things that everybody that attends will take away something. It's not just listening to somebody that's an expert. There's no expert. You are the expert for your child. You are the expert for the school. So if you listen to the celebrities, you know there's some wonderful people out there. They know their stuff. There's Coleman Nocturne. There's some great people. If you do go and attend one of these talks, please take away something that you can put in action in your house, in your school. Otherwise, it's pointless. Otherwise, we can do talks until the cows come home and nothing's going to happen. So that's the idea of those talks. It's a little bit more than just a a talk. I just wanted to clarify.
2: Yeah, no, I, 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 I I I think the play therapist of this project is vital i know there's play therapists here and i think we need to engage with them and hear from them and talk with them and it, and it's probably therapists you know as in as in we, we can't say there's going to be kind of one person that's magically going to to come and transform and change the dial but it's a really important resource and we're going to do this i mean we may throw our hat at it if as a community together we can't actually crack crack this today we we submitted a, a business case uh, for some philanthropic funding as well there's lots of ways we can do this okay. absolutely lots of ways and we'll do it but but just with two points though in and of itself, it's not enough, um, and as a parent, let alone a minister, I want I want to be empowered myself to know what to do in relation to my own children. So I actually think the most important part of it is actually the ability for the experts that we bring in to help, to help us know what to do in our own lives. Uh, and I definitely detect that from parents uh, in this community and, and indeed right across the country parents want to know it's hard to be a parent these days and parents want the opportunity to be able to access the expert advice ask the questions like we heard uh, from nile Brezen uh, here this evening the second point though and it's back to a point that jennifer made earlier and she's entirely right there are things and i'm paraphrasing it but there are things that we can do o- outside of this that are equally important so for example we saw we saw a youth cafe uh, open in our town well, I mean this town has a lot of things It never had a youth cafe right we, we saw a youth cafe great work done by Rachel by Aubrey who's here from Tiglin this idea of just beyond the we, we just don't want, I just don't want us to leave here and say it takes a village but we went to a meeting in the whale and we said we're going to get a play therapist because that's not it takes a village exactly. so it takes a village we'll work together we get the play therapist great but actually what can we all do to make to play our own part in whatever contact we're having with young people in terms of their mental health and I don't profess that I have the answers to that, but I actually think that's the challenge we all need to actually mm-hmm. take away from tonight as well. What am I going to do if I'm training a team in the local, in Greystones United tomorrow or down in Air Oak? What am I going to do if I have a business on the main street and young people are popping in and out? What am I going to do if I'm the local community guard yep. uh, w- when I come into contact with young people? And how are we going to actually try together to promote positive mental health, resilience, and well-being in everything we do rather than just... Yeah. Fixate on a very, very important aspect, but just one aspect of it. I think.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And maybe Rachel, you can give the answer. W- how? Just, w- I'm conscious of time, and I want to give the space to the the people uh, to contribute from from the floor as well. But perhaps you want to give a quick idea of how people can contact you. Contact <laughs> say, not you personally, but because <laughs> said you be won't be doing any work otherwise.
4: <laughs> yeah and i just i'm so encouraged by listening to both sides here thank you so much ministers for coming and just i can really hear you're getting behind the project now and just knowing that you're supporting it so much and i feel really positive that the play therapists are coming and as you said simon for september you know i'm just looking at our principles here that's just music to our ears isn't it that's what we really really want And again, the support here. Um, But how can people get involved? Well, yes, you guys could be like celebrities if you want to come and judge the sandcastle. (laughs) Um, I'm joking. And yourself, Andrea, of course. Thank you. uh, Thanks very much. Much appreciated. But, you know, September will be a really important month because that's when we hope to really launch this. You know, we want everybody to get behind. So the theme for that will be new beginnings. So it's, you know, helping kids get past that anxiety started. Off a new year um, and getting them excited. So, again, we'll be having the talks, and the first thing, as you said, Simon, is like to encourage all the parents to come to the talks. You know, we'll be paying money for the talks. Well, the government will be, hopefully. Um, <laughs> so you know, come to those talks. You know, and, and I suppose it, it's knowing that you're not alone if your children are struggling. That's the first thing, being there in a crowd with other families that are going through something similar and, and learning, you know, not giving up hope, you know, getting some um, important information from qualified people um, who are going to give you some life skills. Um, So the second thing then is there's Going to be those activities that are going to be in the different schools. So, I suppose I just think it's really nice to have a homely environment. There'll be teas and coffees and getting the halls ready. So, I suppose linking in with your principals and helping um, around those events, um, the two family events, so um, the movie Out in the Cove, I think that will be, you know, getting behind those things. But also the website, you know, we're going to be having the website. Um, I it, have takes it, oh, there it takes talk. a village. Oh, you have it there yet? It takes a
0: village. Grace stones. Dash Delgany.
4: Yes. <laughs> I'm not joking. Dot I.
0: I'm not joking. It takes a village Graystones dash Delgany. That's it,
4: yeah. And I see Lynn somewhere there from the Greystones Family Resource Center i have been linking in with hi. Uh, Quite a bit, and I know that they're going to be linking in on the website and we'll be discussing, you know, you'll be putting up if there's parenting courses or if you're doing talks and different things there. So I think that will be a really strong link. Um, And I know that Lynn has already been coming out to the schools to talk at some of our uh, staff. So, you know, the parents can really get behind that and and helping with the website. You know, there's so many ways that just by supporting the initiative, asking their, their kids and people in the community, you know, if somebody comes in for a cup of coffee, you know, sometimes just giving that child, a little smile they might have had a, a tough day that day or just giving them that little moment how are you or you know it's again it goes back just to the simple things just giving kids time and letting them know that they're important you know and and, and that's the early stage with them and, and making them feel like they belong in greystones and delgony and yeah. um, you know and i suppose a togetherness that we're yes. the team, we're the team, we're all working on it together. We're not yeah. claiming to solve everything, but we're just trying to, you know.
0: Yeah, and we said that from the beginning, it's a complex issue yeah. and there are no easy solutions, but yeah. we've we'll, we got to start somewhere. Actually, one thing yeah. Nile uh, didn't mention, when the amygdala is overstimulated, the prefrontal cortex is under, uh, shrinks, so the learning becomes really difficult. Hence, when we go to our exams, we're stressed, we, we forget yeah. everything we learned two days before. So that's the other side that you guys are dealing yes, yeah. with every day, you know, and that's yeah. uh, just my little nugget yeah. of wisdom. And I just want to say, Andre, as
4: well, thank you very much. I didn't know we were going to be meeting such important people next week. That's music to my ears as well. That's, well, that's great.
0: okay. I, wanna, I <laughs> just want to give, I want to give uh, just literally yes. the last word uh, both Stephen and Simon before we go to the floor. Um, Stephen Bosch. Just just your last words, really, I can ask you any question. But what is your, your last words about this evening? And thanks for coming. I know both of you, I know you're busy. But I'm delighted you're actually spending some time with us on stage.
1: My last words, I don't know. You put me on the spot now. Um, I, I'm just keen to see this moving along. I think I didn't realize that tonight was three times over oversubscribed. Yeah. Are your podcasts normally three times oversubscribed? My
0: podcast is normally. No. No. <laughs> uh, but it's normally sold out. I like to say, please come to the next so one. So
1: now, you know, your next podcast has to have Rachel on it. And yeah, be,
0: uh, or may I need to make it'll sure it'll that both of you are here? Right.
1: <laughs> but it's. But, it, like, that. That matters. The yeah, fact it that matters. it was it yeah. was there, whatever number, hundreds of people who were looking to. It's
0: about we we could have sold sold. We could have given uh, five hundred tickets if no more.
1: Like that's pretty amazing. Given it's a Friday yeah. night, people have busy lives. There and is if I
0: could say that not just five hundred people, five hundred people that have skin in the game, if you want. So that's really really important, really important.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's. I think it's amazing. So look, my my final words, really, I've nothing profound, particularly profound to say. I. I think this is a this is a very real and growing issue for our children. You know, actually, I think for adults as well. I think there's all manner of stresses, but that's not what this is about. There is something. There's lots of really good things going on, but something something has changed. You know, and I think this is there's lots of responses and there's lots of stuff that Simon and I have to do in government and need to be doing in government. But actually, you know. One of uh, Ireland's response to COVID was characterized um, by communities coming together. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Mike Ryan, you know, the WHO guy who used to lay his wisdom upon us. I'd ring Mike from time to time and say, have you any advice from other countries and so forth? And he said, what, has, what stood out in Ireland, and Simon was Minister for Health, I was Minister of Health through it, what stood out in Ireland was our instinct. This is the closest to war Ireland has come. This was, this, our country was tested in a, in, a, in a horrible, difficult, dark way. But what was amazing was that our instinct as a nation was to help each other. It was meals on wheels. It was, it was neighbors checking in on each other. It was kind of amazing. And I remember Mike Ryan saying, Ireland stands out. As they were sitting there in Geneva, kind of watching all the different responses around the world. They said, Ireland was extraordinary, in that communities just came together to mind each other and to just take care of each other. And, and that's a big part, I think, of how we deal with this you know, mental health challenge, and, 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 and not just here, but right, right across the country is a community-based approach. So yes, there's lots of stuff that needs to be done. And yes, there's more resources. And all of that is really important, needs to happen. But I think the community-based approach, this instinct, this very Irish instinct to to work together as a community and mind each other, yeah. uh, I think um, is absolutely critical to it. And I think that is what is really special about this project. Thanks very much. And
0: I, I, I probably, uh, as I say, I have no political al- al- allegiance. I can't vote. So I would like, um, on my behalf and on behalf of everybody, thank both of you actually, because it was it wasn't the easiest job to do to be a minister for health during the, the pandemic. It's very easy to go, <laughs> you could have done this, you could have done. But fair play to both of you. So I think a round of applause, <laughs> and I mean it genuinely. It's uh, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it for all the money in the world. So genuinely, if you guys could do a better job than these guys, put your name in the hat. But uh, I I think a fair play to both of you. Um, and it was great. but it, And I do, when you mentioned the, the community, yeah, I was, I'm much older than everybody here, <laughs> and I remember the plastic bags thing. You know, yeah, That yeah. just happened overnight. Yeah. We were like, no chance we're going to lose the plastic bag. <laughs> Bang, we're gone. Next day, easily they're still paying for bags. There's all sorts of disasters going on. So I agree with you. There is that wonderful community that we can make, put, put into to, to action. Yeah.
2: Can I, just three very brief things. The first, first thing I want to say is a, a massive... Thank you, I think on behalf of the entire community, to Rachel and the school principals uh, in Greystones and Dalcony. We wouldn't be here without them. <laughs> it takes a village, but someone has to start it. Uh, just to acknowledge the, the massive, massive amount of work and principals, teachers, SNAs and others, you know being here Friday night in our community, really very, very, very much appreciated. The second thing is this, Things can change, and things do change, actually, in Ireland. Um, I always remember living in this town when my own brother was born with autism and couldn't go to school in Greystones. And the bus, well, firstly, my mother would have to drive him for hours and to find some school to go to for an hour. The, the journey there and back would be longer than the time he was able to stay in the school. Then, this, then we'd move on to the special school bus, would come and take him to somebody else's community. Uh, and now we live in a community where that's not the case. And we have such an inclusive education system. So I mean, that's the sort of change that But In a relatively short period of time, the same can now happen in terms of our approach to supporting children with mental health uh, challenges and all children in terms of mental health <coughs> and anxiety. And just the, the very final thought that I have, I didn't think I'd be giving my last words for many years, but, <laughs> but, but my, uh, my last words for this evening, I, I, like this, this, this is a community that was voted the world's most livable community. Um, and there's a reason for that. It's not just the sea on the cliff walk and all that sort of stuff, right? This is a community that we, we all value living in it. And we value living in it because even though it's getting bigger, it still feels like this hasn't, this, this community hasn't been a village in a long time, right? This is quite a big town now. Yeah. But we still have that village mentality of looking out for each other. And I genuinely believe um, that if we dig deep and help each other and pull together, we actually can become the blueprint for other communities. And I think that is the challenge. So thank you so much to everybody for the Yeah, segment. well done. <laughs> um,
0: this, it, it is quite a special night. Thanks a million for both of you and uh, and for Rachel. Uh, but if you don't mind sitting there, you don't have to, your day is over. You can have your drink, don't have to answer any questions. So we're going to get some contribution for it. Uh, from the floor, which, you know, I'm hoping we can all learn something from it. So there's a few people I can't really see. So if you can shout out your name, if, uh, or whoever's the first to speak. There we go. There, uh, there's uh, Orla. There we go. Sorry, Orla. Um, good evening.
5: Oh, can you hear me? Oh, yep. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Hi, I'm Orla Finn. And um, I'd just like to thank Rachel and the panel here tonight Uh, for a fantastic evening, um, for getting behind this initiative and and just for everything that you're doing at the moment. I think it's amazing. So that's the first thing. Um, I suppose I'm standing up now here just to talk about um, uh, something, I suppose, that I also link in with mental health. I have four children and uh, the youngest is now 17. And I've been very lucky that um, while they were growing up, they had access to all the fabulous sporting facilities that we have in Greystones. um, And... Um, in my house, I used to always talk to the kids, what I coined myself, the three Fs, fun, friendship, fresh air. And in our house, you know, that ha- that was really important to the kids. And apart from accessing that, I suppose, through family, which all our children do, and also through the schools, they would have also um, been lucky enough to, to, you know, develop all those skills and all the rest through sports. And um, I know people have been talking to me recently about the waiting list that we have in a, you know, when, 20 years ago there was no problem getting into any of our sporting facilities Um, and the size of our you know soccer club or our ga club was adequate for the numbers that we had in greystones and Delgany at the time but a lot of people have come up to me recently and said that you know there's now waiting lists for all of these swimming athletics ga soccer and i suppose when we talk about what can we do as a community Apart from supporting your wonderful initiative, I think that we do also need to look at our sporting facilities and see what can we do to support them maybe a little bit more. That's it. So Thank well you very much. Well
0: <laughs> um, um, Alice, you Alice, do you want to... T- was it you, Alice? Or
6: it, it wasn't, but I'm, I'm very happy just to, to say a couple oh, sorry, of
0: things. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I at your name, you maybe we'll um, say. Well, maybe some other Alice. No,
6: I'm 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 massively encouraged going home tonight. I really want to say that I'm a teacher myself. I'm also chair of uh, Greystones Community National School. Uh, I think it's fantastic to see the community coming together in this way. None of us are happy that this is happening to our children, but we have massive power in changing it. What I love most about this project, too, is the linkage in with all of the sports clubs so that the message the children are getting in school will be repeated at home and again in sporting um, activities or whether it's at the theatre groups and so on. There's a lot of research to show that when a child gets a message in school, sometimes it stays in school. You know, it's true of programmes like the Stay Safe programme. But when that message is repeated at home and it's repeated in the sports clubs, children are getting huge exposure to it. They're creating peer support as well. They're, they're seeing activities that their, their friends are engaging in that's promoting their positive um, mental health as well, which is hugely important, I think, to put the emphasis on that. So I think it's going to be amazing and I'm just delighted it's happening here. And thank you so much to Rachel Thanks. for all her work and everybody else.
0: Thanks, Alice. Um, actually, uh, sorry, well, um, well if, if you can give to Ian for a second, um, actually, one thing about sh- what well you mentioned, uh, um, Simon, but the, the, your, your brother Adam is, does a fantastic work, and uh, even that, and it's not a small initiative, that all the supermarkets I have, the, the Thursday afternoon, autism, uh, I actually don't know the word, but it's autism-friendly. So, you know, things can happen. But there's a couple of things about sports being mentioned. I just want to ask Ian. Ian is my trainer. I'm not doing Uh, a very good job. But he also, he's also, it's not that. He actually does a lot more important things. Can you just tell us a little bit about... Uh,
3: Yeah, about four years ago, we looked at uh, some studies from DCU that showed one in nine children were failing kind of things like throwing, catching, basic play activities. So... We started to think what we could do, and we looked at how we could maybe build something that would assist teachers in sort of including some functional movement to work on growth and find motor skills within the P.E. syllabus. So over the past four years, we worked with some schools in Greystones here actually, St. Bridget's, St. Lawrence's originally had trials, some stuff for us, and we met with Rachel and we're looking at getting involved in the initiative to see can we work in with them and potentially with DCU and maybe looking at uh, using Greystones little test subject, because we feel that that physical activity element is crucial to mental health. So we're going to link him with Rachel and see can we... And we have a thing called Fit Crew, so we're going to introduce it in. We have a new SNA page coming for all those SNAs in the room, come and chat with us. Brilliant. But uh, we'd love to be part of it, and Rachel's enthusiasm has driven us to to jump on board. So myself and Cormac are going to meet with the principals in Greystones and see, can we help?
0: Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> and uh, my, <laughs> my 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 anse- my ancestors used to say, mens sana and and a healthy body and a healthy mind." So that's uh, I think uh, they were pretty good at that kind of stuff. Um I, I can't see. So if if you if you know if you sorry, it's just really.
7: Um, Rachel, as a mum, <coughs> and to all the principals, I just wanted to say I really appreciate. Your work. I have an eight-year-old daughter (coughs) and she goes to the Quail School and to see all the principals tonight. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, Just in relation to what Simon said about Greystone perhaps becoming a wellness community and a wellness capital. um, For anybody who is around, um, Greystone's town team is organizing for the second year um, Wellness Day on the 21st of June. And there is a session for kids. For adults all abilities and all ages and it's free for everybody so we can start from small events this Mm. is the second year we were you know we had 11 classes last year this is going to be a little bit bigger your kids are welcome and there will be a session on south beach um and i mean we can only grow from here so thank you so much
0: thank you well done (laughs) um just uh, I've just been told uh, Rory uh, Rory, uh, sorry, I have a couple of um, couple of people that I need to talk to Rory uh, Farrell, uh, I think I've met Rory recently with all the principal it 's such a scary thing to sit in front of all the principals <laughs> uh, oh there he is there's Rory Hi, Rory.
8: <laughs> thanks very much um I suppose just to echo the the, the heart from the room tonight just to commend the eight primary school principals, I think a lot of people probably have no idea the um, volume of things that end up at uh, a primary school principal's door. Um, and for the leadership shown by the eight individuals in this room uh, to drive a project like this is really, really commendable. And I think it's—it's it's, they're certainly going to do our community um, an awful lot of good. From a secondary point of view, um, a lot of the issues that are discussed tonight um, I suppose have been featuring in secondary schools uh, for a long time. And it's really interesting to note that it's so vibrant and so evident in primary schools now and you know our, our young people are, are, are experiencing these things at a much younger age now and um, so it's very very welcome that this conversation is 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 happening here this evening yeah. um, and look just to just to really commend the eight principals involved and to thank them for the work they're doing for the community.
0: Sorry, my job is to decide what, when we finish and when we start and all that. So I decided we're going to finish now. No, it's not my t- uh, No, but uh, really, we have spent. We could talk all night and we should talk all night, but we also. I'm very conscious of time and the time that everybody's taken to be here. So please, thanks a million for being here. Thanks a million for the, the guests. And uh, get involved. Thank you so much. And that was part two of the launch of It Takes a Village an initiative by the Greystones community recorded in the Whale Theatre on the 12th of May, 2023. My guests were Minister Simon Harris, Minister Stephen Donnelly and Principal Rachel Harper. My name is Andrea Splendori and I'm the host of the Social Fabric podcast. For more information on It Takes a Village, please get in touch and please get involved
9: if you can. Thank you. Crimson pigs of shadow on the floor Happy and shining like a sunny day To shine this friend of mine, moonlight, washed by a glass of red wine. I'm doing fine if you tell. Me sunny days now We left some dreams broken on the floor Happy and shining like a sunny day dreams broken